Ladies and gentlemen, marks, smarks, and watchers of all promotions. You know what? You just made the you list. Just made the list. The Fourth Wall Pop Network proudly presents its reigning, defending tag team podcasters of the world, JC Bones and DJ Maddie G. Well, you know you're exactly right, Mean Gene. Whether you're watching from quarantine or wrestling for empty arenas, we have you covered. What went down and what's coming up as we give you new normal wrestling. Welcome to the new normal wrestling podcast. It's me, it's me, it's JCB, JC Bones in the house with another edition of NNW. And as always with me, my good brother, my tag team partner. He's the unstoppable force, the immovable object. Ladies and gentlemen, DJ Maddie G. What up, Maddie G? The only thing I love more than wrestling is hearing about me. Thanks for that lead in, baby. <laughs> Woo! Bringing the heat, That's the hot tag right off the in. bat. Oh, man. I'm doing well. How are you doing, Bozy? I'm doing wonderful. Man. I'm doing even better because I got even more heat bringing with us today. We have another special guest host. The same guest host has been a staple here the past couple weeks. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, this is. This is the phenomenal one, the fabulous one, the L-A-V-I-S-H, lavish one. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Quarantine Gene himself, the goodest of good brothers. Let's give it up for Mr. Wade Ilson. Oh, ooh, man. Ooh, these, these intros, bro. He's going to get jealous. <laughs> these are good. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in again this week. We'll see you later. Yeah, that was the show. done. Got to leave it high. Yeah, Wade, thanks for joining us yet again, brother. And by the way, fam, stay tuned to the, to the very end of today's episode because Maddie and I have a huge announcement to make. Ooh, yeah, teaser, teaser, teaser. Everyone. We're, so, we're going to pay that off this week, too. We're going to pay that off yes. I, somewhere somewhere before the end of the episode. You can't just fast forward to the end and find out the big news. Right. We're going to throw right. that in. Some, gonna be, it could be anywhere. It's going to happen somewhere. You don't know when, but it's going to happen. Just but like that 24 7 7 11 365 I-95 championship, baby. <laughs> yes. Anytime, exactly anywhere, we can pay like that, that off. Exactly like that. But, gentlemen, we have a large show to go over there. We've got to talk about some pay-per-views, some free-for-views, some wrestling events that have happened over the past couple of weeks and a couple of events that are going to be happening this coming weekend. So we're going to talk about some AEW Fighter Fest, NXT Great American Bash, New Japan Dominion, AEW Fight for the Fallen, some rumors of an Evolution 2 coming our way. Two. Then we're going to talk about Impact Slammiversary and Horror Show at Extreme Rules. So guys, let's get right to it. Last week we had night two of AEW Fighter Fest and NXT <clears throat> Great American Bash. Another great night for wrestling. Let's talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Let's start off. Maddie G, you're going to like this one with AEW. What? what? AEW Fighter Fest night two. Let's talk about first the tag team championship match with Kenny Omega and Hangman Page taking on Private Party. Maddie I, G, what, what was your take on this match? I would have lost all faith in humanity if Kenny and Hangman dropped the titles to those two after retaining the night before. Decent match. Uh, I'm not a huge private party fan. We've been over this a bunch of times. Um, there's nothing wrong with them. They're, they're, they're good. They're good. I just, not my cup of tea. Um, was the match good? The match was great to be perfectly honest. Um, I think I could get in the ring and have a good match with Kenny Omega because it's Kenny Omega. 
Um, I hate to jump around, but you know, if you were paying attention, uh, what'll be two nights ago by the time this drops last night for us here live, uh, Kenny Omega made me genuinely believe that Marco stunt was about to beat him on live television. <laughs> yep. If he can do that with Marco stunt, then I mm -hmm. got to believe that private party is getting better and better and better every week. But Kenny Omega can make anybody look good. Great match. It's Kenny Omega. He's, he's, you know, captain 15 star or whatever the fuck you want to call him. Right. <laughs> and wait, what about you, brother? What, what was your thoughts on this tag title match? I thought it was a great tag team match. Again, I'm going to agree with Matty G. I'm a private party fan. I like them, but you know what? They're one of the, just, they're one of the staple tag teams. They could be in the hunt, but it wouldn't, as much as I like them, they're not believable as tag champ. And they can go okay. after those titles. They can be in the chase. They're, they're better suited chasing than actually getting. Mm. I, like what, I like what you say there. I agree, yeah. Yeah, oh, I, mean, I like, definitely agree. Kenny and Hangman delivered as usual. I mean, they should have lost on night one. But you know what? Tomato, tomato, it is what it is. Still yeah, a great right. match. The tag team division is blooming on AEW. Mm. Great match, hands down. Mm. Are they? Are they are. Are they? Are they? Mm -hmm. All right. As much as we talk about the women's division kind of uh, bothering us in AEW, the tag division, I, I don't want to say anything about the teams and the wrestlers that we have in the ring, the talent, but the way AEW runs their tag division bothers the fuck out of me. All right. Really? As an old school tag team wrestling <laughs> fan, I like Again. watching a tag team match that follows the fucking rules. God damn, if AEW would just put a tag rope in there, Johnny, <laughs> shut his mouth. Right. Hey, you yes. know what? I'm going to have Ruby Riot go sew a tag rope into the yep. two corners. Exactly. Don't, don't tease me with Ruby. All right, don't fucking tease <laughs> me. Ru Ru Ruby's on a roll. She's been on TV a lot the past few weeks. But anyway, but seriously, there's no tag rope. They, they want to push how they're going to change the tag team division. Make them make tag team wrestling main event. They're going to open up a, a 10 count rule in between tags. But no fucking match follows that. It gives me, I have no trust, no belief in any, ref any referees or officials to have any kind of control over the tag matches. And within the first nine minutes of Fighter Fest, it was a fucking Texas Tornado match. Just make every tag match a Texas Tornado match. That's what I was going to ask. If they go straight Lucha rules, would you be okay with that? Would, would you be okay if they kept the style they had and stopped pushing the importance of the rules? Or do yes. you want... Oh, never mind it. Yes. I, it, it would make more sense to me. It doesn't make sense because even the refs have... They, they have no control. Even they don't know. Even the superstars, the, the talent of the ring doesn't know who, who's legal, who's not. Yeah, poor... So poor. Sometimes you can see... You could tell they forget who, who got the tag and who's in. Yeah, commentators have no clue. It's, it's, it's hard to follow. However, it's exciting exactly. and it's now. I like the style. I think I, I, I'll, I'll agree with you because I do like rules too. If they just dropped, if they said, hey, we're going to go straight up tornado style. If they said that, you know, especially because then they can add the stipulation later. If AEW right. is a lucha or tornado style company, they can always say, hey, FTR won whatever they won, they get to pick the stipulation against the Young Bucks. Mm, FTR right. can look and say, hey, it's a rules matter match. Now, on that, now, in terms of the match itself, again, good match. I agree with both of your sentiments about the, the, the match. The right team won. Private Party should not have, w definitely would not have beaten them. I didn't think they had a chance anyway in that match. But let's go to the eight-man tag match. Talk about FTR. If you want, right, now, first of all, that match was great. The match was a spot fest, and it was it was it was done well. Um, well, 
What I liked about it is if you – we talked about it last week, FTR. Maybe that should stand for For the Rules. Because if you watch FTR whenever either Dax or Cash were in the ring and they tagged each other, they followed the rules. They didn't take advantage of the 10 count. You know, uh, the 10 count rule they have in between tags. They tag and they're back in the corner. I appreciated that. When shit got out of hand and it became a fucking – fatal eight way then yeah okay then things but then it was then it was a spot fest it made for the spots and it was a good program but the match itself was great but ftr is going to be that tag team that i hope changes the tag division in aew that was my gripe with the tag team eight man tag match uh wade you called it man butcher and blade and the, and the lucha brothers won and i think it didn't hurt the bucks it didn't hurt ftr for taking the, the loss in that match and it's going to continue the feud between these four teams now. Exactly. It's, it's point proven what happened in that match. What I said was going to happen, happened. You are li- literally setting up for FTR versus the Bucks, either at All Out or a Revolution. One of their big pay-per-views that's coming up. You're setting up. So why not keep playing with they can't work together as a team? So they're going to eventually have to fight this out and see who the better tag team within AEW is that doesn't have the tag titles. And this is a match that you've gone on record. Maddie's gone on record. I've gone on record saying this is a feud built that does not need a championship around it. Oh, right. Why not let them go? Mm-hmm. I can't wait for that. I, I absolutely agree with everything you said. We, uh, we, we talked about it last time. I, I had the, the wrong Jackson brother, but the Jackson brother took the pin. I said it was going to be Nick. Mm-hmm. It was Matt. Um, the thing you said right there that, that struck me the most was pay-per-view. They're going to build this story as long as they can. They're also going to build this story as long as they have to. The wrestling world wants to see this tag team match. They're not Mm -hmm. giving this away on a free preview. This Mm -hmm. is going to be their top dollar draw for whatever, like you said, whether whether it be, you know, uh, a year from now, six months from now, 18 months from now, however the world works, they're going to keep this slow burn going until they can put dollar signs on it. As well, they should. Um, just on a sidebar, I don't know. Um, again, we're recording this on Thursday. Uh, I don't know who caught what last night, but uh, Johnny, if you are really into FTR, abiding by rules and being those guys, uh, watch their match from last night, homie. Well, we will get to that. Well, we will get to that. But um, Overall, the eight-man tag match was great. We cannot – we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the Canadian Destroyer <sighs> over the top rope onto, the, onto everyone else. That was just a phenomenal spot. Springboard-assisted Canadian Destroyer over the top to the outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, phenomenal move. Ray Phoenix and Pentagon are a phenomenal tag team. So great uh, to have hands, them back. Yeah. Hands down, probably the, probably the best match of the night. Uh, Aside from the main event, which I want to talk about next. Let's talk about Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy. I thought you were going to say Nyla Rose and the two girls. Oh, my God. <laughs> sorry. No, sorry, there's sorry. a reason why that's not one of the talking points we today. There's nothing to talk about. No, you know what? I'm going to talk about one thing now from that. She grabbed the, Nyla Rose grabs the mic and cuts a promo. Mm-hmm. Actions speak louder than words. <laughs> But then she continued to fucking say more words. She talked for another six minutes, man. I was in the same boat. That's all I want to talk about. Let's go to uh, the main event, Chris Jericho versus Orange Cassidy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Great match. The match accomplished what it needed to accomplish. 
Cassidy didn't lose anything by taking the loss to Jericho, but Cassidy looked awesome in this match. Not, not only did he not lose anything, but he came out this week with his own ring music. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he, his merch is going huge. I'd be lying if I, yeah. if I said I didn't have an Orange Cassidy towel. Because uh, because I do. <laughs> yeah, I do. Actually, I bought two. Once for Jennifer, also. Um, nice. But yeah, no, it, it's it's a it's accomplished. He's he's definitely not after after that match with Jericho. He is not um, the best friends valet. He's not the best friends buddy. He is Orange mm-hmm. Cassidy, who hangs out with the best friends. They're now a legitimate six man. He's a legitimate solo act within AEW. He always has been. He's always had yep. great matches. I've, I've seen some of his indie stuff. I've seen some of his bar wrestling stuff. He's mm-hmm. awesome. Love, love his style. Love everything about it. But yeah, um, not only did he not lose anything, but he gained absolutely everything. This is just one more right. time. I, I'm getting tired of saying it. I hope you guys aren't getting tired of hearing it, but this is one more example of Jericho being pretty much, in my opinion, the best thing for wrestling. You know, he's putting everybody over. He's putting everybody in his learning tree. And even the matches he wins, he's letting everybody else get their shit in. Like there hasn't what I I, got to bring it up again. What he did for Pineapple Pete, what he did for Sugar Dunkerton. You know, the guy's got a new name. He's on primetime television every week. He did the same thing for Cassidy. Cassidy is no longer the silent partner of the best friends. Honestly, again. Jericho shows why he's the best and he didn't have to lose to make that match great. Orange Cassidy has now become it used, it used to be Darby Allen was the breakout star of AEW. Orange Cassidy has picked up that ball and ran with it completely. The only thing I hate about this match and it's a little nitpick that match would have gotten such a bigger pop if we, if we had a crowd. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Orange Cassidy would have been immensely over not that he isn't because he's like what the top selling person in AEW right now yep that match would have benefited from a crowd so much and from what we saw last night if you didn't watch that it ain't over yet (laughs) oh right it it ain't over it ain't over (laughs) and and the thumbs down loved it absolutely loved it everything yeah orange cassidy's firing on all cylinders yeah you're you're right with the it's it's hard to think about because of how long it's been, but but you're right, man. Just ah, the, the the pieces fell into the right place with Darby Allen taking the injury and things like that and being off TV for a while. But but even if there was a 25% crowd, it would have been done. Right. Oh, so oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now let's move over to the, uh, the, the other promotion, NXT Great American Bash from night two. Oh, Couple yeah. Couple talking points from there. Mm-hmm. Let's continue our conversation about women's wrestling. We had an awesome street fight between Candice LeRae and Mia Yim. Uh, Wade, if I'm correct, I believe you said Candice LeRae needs to get the win. And, well, she got the win. What was your take on the match? Amazing. I, I, loved, I loved Mia Yim. And, um, you know, I shout out to the good brother, Big Hack. Me and him were watching the match via uh, Google Duo. And we were talking about, yo, Mia Yim came out the box. <laughs> ran down there in Tim's, mind you. She wrestled that match in Tim's. Those were brand new, too. How much was that after yep. her? Yeah, yo. And then, you know, you saw the aftermath of the picture she posted with the scuffs. That hurt my soul. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was yep. like, oh, she messed up the butters. Ah, oh, the butters are <laughs> ruined. <laughs> They're ruined. That's a bad bitch. That's yeah, so tough. But yeah. both of them are tough. And this is what showed. Mia Yim mm-hmm. and Candice LeRae low-key are the underrated stars in that division. You could put – this is a feud again that Candice has 
that you don't need a belt around, but it would make so much more sense to revisit these feuds down the road for a title. Candice LeRae yes. needed that win to mm-hmm. me because she finally has to establish herself as, yo, I'm not just Johnny Gargano's wife. I'm not mm-hmm. just the manager. I'm just not somebody who interferes. I'm Candice LeRae. I'm, yeah. I, I got kicked in the head with thumbtacks. And I, I fought Adam Cole. I fought Roger Strong. Kevin right. Owens whooped my ass. I, I'm, a, I'm a great star. Mm-hmm. And then now it's time to put her in title contention. Yeah, they need to really showcase Candice LeRae like they like like the way she was when she was on the Indies. She was in those matches. She was huge on the Indies in those types of matches, and they need to showcase that. So a street fight stipulation mm-hmm. for this match was great. You know, you know what I like that WWE did also. I mean, the umbrella of WWE. I know it was NXT, and I hope this doesn't come off bad. They didn't dull it down. They didn't make it a girls' street mm-hmm. fight. It was right. a street fight. Those two competitors could have been dudes. It could have been a girl and a dude. It could have gone anyway. They didn't say, "Okay, let's uh, let's have pink garbage cans and 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 pink camouflage right. uh, 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 crutches." No, mm-hmm. it was legit. It was a street fight. It was competitors. I I, I loved it the whole way around. Right, and you know what? What else I loved too from NXT was that main event. That main mm-hmm. event of the Limitless Keith Lee, the NXT, the NXT North American Champion, taking on Adam Cole the NXT heavyweight champion and it was champion versus champion winner take all. I went into the match with no expectations. I wanted to sit back and enjoy, uh, enjoy a great match in terms of in-ring talent, in terms of storytelling, in terms of psychology and the right man won. Keith Lee is now our double champion NXT North American and NXT heavyweight champion. Reactions guys, reactions. Uh, you wrapped it up perfectly. The right man won. Keith Lee. Keith Lee is the future. Um, you guys know that I wasn't a big NXT guy before AEW came to be. I wasn't a big NXT network guy. So my pretty much, I, I had dabbled here and there, but my first real taste was their first television broadcast in October. And it was Keith Lee. And that man doing the things that that man did is what got me to continue to watch. Um, right. I like him. I, I like his character. I like his speaking. I like his wrestling. I like, I hate the word, but I like his swagger. I like his presence. I like everything about him. I like his entrance music. I like his ring attire. He's just, he's, he's got it all. And he's not that white meat baby face where like, it's not Ricky Steamboat where you like him. Cause he's a good guy. It's, mm. it's, he's his own thing. He's not the next somebody else. He's the first Keith Lee. Right. Honestly, Keith Lee getting the win was expected to me. And you know what's crazy? The internet had blown this up. The spoilers were out that he had won. I didn't know it. I didn't, I didn't know, know I didn't it. see any spoilers. I didn't know it. Somehow the yeah. NXT, one of somebody in the crowd, tape was uh, taking photos of everything. I guess they were really proud of the moment and posted on their Instagram accidentally mm-hmm. leaking what happened. They, but, you know, WWE is always prepared for these things. They had two endings right. just in case. And I feel they went with the right one. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Keith Lee had won me over from his debut when he showed up in that little crowd spot. You know, I'm, oh, I miss NXT when, when it was live and we had takeovers. And you saw him in yeah. the crowd and you were like, yo, something about him, something about mm-hmm. that guy is going to stand out. And it took all his matches building up to him 
going into war games. And we talked about this at nauseum. <laughs> going into war games weekend. Uh, Survivor Series, the Royal yeah. Rumble, him beating Roddy. It all let the the, the series with uh, just the Jackovic or uh, Donovan. I messed up his name up. Um, whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever. To that ultimate cement victory over Adam Cole. And mind you, Mia Yim had put this out too. This is a little bit of a spoiler too. He tweaked his knee in that match, and. Still put on an amazing really? All right. I didn't I, see that. I wanted to bring that up. Both of those guys took a fucking beating. Like yeah. that it was stiff, it was good, it was believable. And I gotta tell you, man, Adam Cole gained a little bit more respect for me. He took an I, I, he's done it before. Mm-hmm. I mean War Games was fantastic. The, the the final spot at War Games, but he took an ass beating from Keith Lee and just kept getting up and coming back at him. Right. At Adam. <laughs> now, now Adam, Adam. Whoops. Awesome. So now let's talk about two things with this outcome from this main event. Keith Lee's our new champion. Adam Cole ended, or ha- now his title reign has ended. His uh, his historic title reign. Now, for any of the wrestling marks out there, they're probably all saying, "Oh, Adam Cole lost the title. He's probably going to go to Raw or SmackDown now." I personally tend to disagree. I think that's a bad move for Adam Cole at this point. Uh, Wait, let's start off with you two, uh, first, brother. Where does Adam Cole go from here? Um, he, him in the air will go up to SmackDown and dominate SmackDown. <laughs> wow. Wow. You think so, huh? You think him and Undisputed Era? Yes, you have to keep them in the air together. Adam Cole is great. Is great by himself. Don't get me wrong, but proven now with what he's done with the era, you can't leave those three guys down there by themselves. You can't. It would never work. So you have to establish Adam Cole or, you know what, even play with it. Have Adam Cole come up by himself for a little bit. And then when he gets into the title picture, then you bring up the era and have them help him get a title. Hmm. I like that. I like yeah. that a lot. Interesting. His backup. All right, Maddie. Back him up. Mm-hmm. You, you uh, think so too, Maddie? I personally think if you're going to bring up that many people and you already have an AJ Styles on SmackDown, uh, Adam Cole and the Undisputed Era to Raw because we have got to get new content on Raw. Stop recapping shit. Um, personally, right. I'd like to see them stay where they are. Don't get me wrong. You know, uh, I don't think that we're in the world of when you lose the title, you necessarily need to be called up anymore. Um, I think SmackDown is kind of loaded. I think Raw is a lost cause. And I think the Undisputed Era as a whole will get lost because there's no other real faction anymore for, for, for a team that big. The Undisputed Era is a big team. It's not a three-man, you know. Um, leave them where they are. Let You know, Adam Cole doesn't need a title to walk around like the cock of the walk, man. Let him let him do his thing down there. You know, he, he nobody gives a shit on the main roster if you were the greatest NXT champion of all time. Ask Asuka and Charlotte at WrestleMania. Um, but he can walk around NXT for the rest of his days saying that he's the greatest. Right. I feel like Adam Cole and Undisputed Ever going up to the main roster right now or roster, I don't even want to call it, is not a good move. <laughs> I think now is the prime opportunity for Undisputed Ever to turn on Adam Cole. 
Mm. And there are there are so many singles matches that Adam Cole has not had yet that I think this opens up so many doors. Put him in the ring against Kyle O'Reilly, him in the ring against Bobby Fish, him and Roddy Strong. All right. Now, people can argue that Adam Cole is a heel. Heel, babyface or not, Adam Cole is over. Mm-hmm. You can make him the biggest fucking heel in the business, but every time his music hits, the crowd's going to yell boom. Whenever he puts his thumbs up, they're going to yell bay bay. Adam Cole is more over than the Undisputed Era. Now, Adam Cole does not need the Undisputed Era now. He already has had his long historic title reign. He can go off on his own. And again, we talked about this uh, with a lot of wrestlers. The title does not have to be in the picture, but now is your opportunity for the Undisputed Era to turn on Adam Cole and make Adam Cole one of your top baby faces in NXT at this point. That's where I think they should go, but where they should go and where they think they should go are obviously always going to be two different things. <laughs> so we'll have to wait and see what happens now with Cole and the Undisputed Era. But now let's talk about Keith Lee. I think Keith Lee is the best overall champion that has ever come out of NXT. Taking nothing away from people like Finn Balor, Adam Cole, Kevin Owens, Drew McIntyre, Nakamura. Keith Uh, Lee is going to... Oscar. Oscar, Keith Lee is going to be your best crossover champion from NXT. Keith Lee's the person that I could see on A Good Morning America having an interview to help give that mainstream draw to NXT. If you, have you guys listened to Keith Lee do interviews or just his promos? The dude is just mm-hmm. so cool and laid back, and he's very easy to listen to. You know, he's the kind of person that could be the face of NXT, of this brand, and really be the guy to go on primetime television on talk shows and talk about NXT and give NXT that mainstream draw. So I mm-hmm. think right now he can be, in history of NXT, the most overall well-rounded champion that has come out of the, the yellow and black, the black and yellow brand. He, he also has that classic giant wrestler look, you know, mm-hmm. when, when, when Daniel Bryan walks on to, 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 to do an interview, he's the same size as the guy interviewing him. When Keith right. Lee walks to the ring, <laughs> Brock Lesnar goes, look at this big motherfucker. So yeah, he's, exactly. He's, he's got that. Okay. okay yeah. I, I, I think we mentioned that before. I think Wade and I were both saying like, he's got it all. So yeah, you want to talk about mainstream capability Absolutely. And if you want to put a little bit more pepper into that soup, um, you know, if he's doing red carpet stuff with his real life GF, uh, I think he and Mia Yim walking red carpets together, uh, uh, you know, it's a good look. It's a good look. It's a good look because of, of the, the diversity you have right there really helps to showcase. Oh, I didn't, yeah, I didn't even about. mean physical look. I meant like having Keith Lee as your face is a good look. Like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. Jess is that was but, a good look, of but, course. But no, you know what? Talking about the world the way it is now, having the, divi- the, yeah. the diversity there also, absolutely. And why not, right? I mean, Keith mm-hmm. Lee and Mia could definitely be definitely be this new generation's hit couple. Uh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely. And they're both legit. Yeah. It's not like they're a cutesy couple. You know, I, I understand right. that Mike, Mike Kanellis was something else. And then Maria Kanellis over and other promotions and things like that. But when it came to WWE, who the fuck are you kidding? Um, you know, right. Ke- Keith, Keith Lee and Mia Yim as a legit badass face couple. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Mm-hmm. Wade, what are your thoughts? Couldn't agree more. I mean, like I, like we all said, it's it's pretty much a nauseam. Keith Lee is the first champion we have in NXT history that is 
a complete packet. And we haven't had that in a long time. It, it's at the point where if Keith Lee, Keith Lee lost both titles and went to Raw SmackDown, he's automatically in the title picture just yep. because of who he is. Oh, yeah. You could throw mm-hmm. him against Braun Strowman, who mm-hmm. he needs to drop that title. But, and it would be believable. Yep. Keith Lee is a believable champion wherever you put him. That's his, rare. His facials are great. I, I genuinely believe when he gets hit that he's in peril. He's just, yeah. like you said, at nauseum. We, we, we can't sing this guy's praises anymore. But I, I agree with what you said. If they, if they kick him up to, to Raw or SmackDown, instantly he's believable. Whereas, you know, Finn Balor was a lot smaller. Daniel Bryan, a lot smaller. Adam Cole, a lot smaller. You, you put Keith Lee across mm-hmm. from, I mean, who, who, who's the biggest guy on the block? You said it, Braun or, or, or Brock, like happened at, at the Brock. Rumble. You know, it's mm-hmm. believable Roman. right right out of the gate. Right. I mean, maybe we can't sing his praises enough, but we can bask in his glory. See what I did there? Ooh. Now, real quick, here, here, here's my honorable mention and quick hot take from uh, Great American Bash Night 2 before I move on. Hot take. Uh, hop on, hop on the, the plane and head over to New Japan. Legato <laughs> Del Fantasma. Mm-hmm. Legato Del Fantasma. Santos Escobar, the mm-hmm. NXT Cruiserweight champ. Joaquin Wilde and Raul Mendoza going to be one of the new hottest uh, stables coming out of NXT. And I think the three of them should become new business associates for Zelina Vega and have Zelina start Los Ignorables de Zelina. Why not put them in the ring with Angel Garza and Andrade? Look at all their mannerisms. They are the same. It's like their characters work well together. That's my hot take. Stick that in your pipe and smoke it. And hopefully we can revisit this when it actually happens on TV. That being said, that being said opens up the door for Undisputed Era to come up and have another stable to go against. There you go. Exactly. Yes. Yes, they do. Now, talking about Los Ignorables of any type, let's hop on the boat and let's head over to Japan. Uh, this, past, this past weekend, we had uh, New Japan... Uh, the New Japan Cup Finals and also New Japan Dominion oh. happened this week. So let's fast forward right to Dominion. We had three title matches. We had the Dangerous Techers, which is Tai Chi and Zack Sabre Jr. Mm-hmm. taking on Golden Ace, Tanahashi and Ibushi for the IWGP tag titles. And Sabre and Tai Chi won the tag, champ, uh, tag titles this weekend. Huge win for them. We had uh, Shingo Takagi defending the Never Openweight Championship successfully against show and then we had the championship match where tatsui naito was putting both the iwgp intercontinental and iwgp heavyweight championship on the line go back to the new japan cup finals the final match was evil taking on uh uh, kazuchika okada Mm -hmm. and evil won evil who is making a big change. He has new entrance music. He has mm-hmm. a new costume. His leather he skirt. Tur- he turned his back on Los Ignorables de Japan, L-I-J. Also showcased a new protege, a new manager, if you will, the return of Dick Togo. Dick Togo, for those of you from the Attitude ever know him from his Kayentai fame. Mm-hmm. Choppy, choppy, your pee-pee. Um, so let's fast forward now to the main event uh, at Dominion. Evil taking on Tetsumi Naito. It was a great match. Went almost 40 minutes. All right. Uh, 
Vic Toto made his uh, his appearance wearing a bushy mask mm-hmm. and began to choke out Naito with a uh, a metal chain when the referee was too busy trying to get rid of Togo. Uh, Evil got Naito with a low blow and got him in his finishing move to defeat Naito and become the new double champion. So yes, fam, that is the <laughs> second double champion that we crowned this over this past week. Now, that's not all, though. We also had Hiromu Tanahashi. Not Hiromu Tanahashi. I'm sorry. That's Takahashi. We had Tanahashi and Jado from the Bullet Club also interfere in this main event. And also, what did <laughs> Evil do at the end? He two-sweeted them. And now it looks like Bullet Club is Evil moving forward. So Evil is now the newest member of the Bullet Club. First of all, Wade, let's go to you first, man. Big win for Evil right there. Now, in terms of Evil and Keith Lee, I think out of the two, I'd have to put Evil as my number one because Evil won both titles in the one match. Keith Lee went in already having one of the championships. Would you agree on that, Wade? No. <laughs> no. Keith Lee, <laughs> okay. Keith, All right. Keith, Lee, Keith Lee made more of an impact. I, I hate to say this. You know what we kind of knew Evil for? I've only known Evil for two things. Forgive me for these. I watch him. He's a great wrestler. I only know him for two things. He's Io Shirai's husband. <laughs> and the fact that Kenny Omega made fun of him at the New Japan. I mean, at the uh, G1 Climax in the background. If you ever go look right. that YouTube video up, that's all I've known him for. Him, go, him winning both titles, it was great. It was cool. It was a nice shock factor. Didn't do much for me on the end. The guy's name is Evil. You kind of expect him to do dastardly <laughs> things and stuff like His name is right. Evil, the Prince of Darkness. He's supposed to do horrible shit to people. Don't you expect right. that from him? So, I mean, it's cool. And also, it does help the Bullet Club because yep. the Bullet Club needed reestablishment after the elite mm-hmm. left mm-hmm. because it felt right. like, and this has gone on record, everybody felt that way. The Bullet Club needed a kick in the ass. And mm-hmm. why not have a new member and maybe even a new leader take over and show that the Bullet Club is better without the elite? The elite weren't better with the Bullet Club, one way or the other. Right. Now, Maddie, you, you take someone like Evil, you put mm-hmm. him in the conversation with guys like Kenny Omega, Kazuchika Okada, Tetsuya Naito, who all held the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Now, Going back to what Wade and I were just talking about, I have to put IWGP heavyweight title over the NXT title in terms of of, of its prestige. Same, okay? same, yep. All right, so that's kind of also where I give Evil more of the edges. We take nothing away from what we talked about with Keith Lee, but now you have Evil in this conversation. I mean, yes, Jay White had the title, but he had it for a, a cup of coffee. He, he, he was a placeholder. That was a placeholder. You know, he, yeah. Um, but now Evil is our double champion and a mm-hmm. member of the Bullet Club. Now, yep. let's talk about the leaders of the Bullet Club. We've had the Prince Devitts. We've had the AJ Styles. We've had the Kenny Omegas. We've had the Elite coming mm-hmm. in and out of there. Then you had Switchblade Jay White, who, again, he hasn't been much of a leader of the Bullet Club. The Bullet Club has not had its mainstream draw or even been in the headlines as much as they were when the Elite was around. Um well, what are, first of all, how how familiar are you with Jay White and what he's done in in New Japan, and why do you think he's not the best choice to be their leader? I, I have to boil it straight down to charisma. Um, you Thank know, you. I, That's I just one word. Yep, 
Okay, I didn't know. I didn't know you were fishing. I thought you were looking for an opinion. So I'm glad I could validate you. Fuck off! No, I'm out of yeah, here. No, um, <laughs> I, I, I don't think he has the charisma. If if you look at all the right. other people that you've just named, they've all gone on to incredible single success, incredible tag team success, incredible independent success, and then all of them have been picked up or sought after by WWE or a major company. Uh, I just don't see him having that mainstream appeal. Um, right. I, I, I have to kind of split down the middle with what you asked before. I, I have to agree with brother Wade. I, I got to give it to Keith Lee cause he won that shit on his own. And Johnny, I think you actually had a run in, in Japan for, for evil to get that. Wasn't there was like 200 people that ran into that damn match. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Pretty much. It's awesome. Uh, do I think that evil can, can lead the bullet club? I'd love to see it. I I'd love to see them take a turn. If you take a look at the leaders of the bullet club, traditionally they're all the non-Japanese people. It, right. It, it got, it got started with the foreigners. It's been led by the foreigners. It's been carried by the foreigners, but it's been kept alive by the Japanese people. Um, I think, I think having a hometown guy as the head and not just that man, there's a couple other people that could go ahead and say they want that again. I loved it when there was the feud for the leader of the club. I loved it when when Cody was putting his hat in the ring for absolutely mm-hmm. no reason. I liked it when there was some dissension in the Bullet Club. Do I want to see right. an NWO black and white and red and black? No, not at all. I mean, however, having splinters, having storylines within the guys, having people mm-hmm. back other people, I think this is a great thing. Uh, the Bullet Club has not been as internationally successful as it was since the elite left. However, right. I don't think it needs the elite to continue on. Um, mm-hmm. You know, give it to evil. Let him run. In a little pre-show, we had talked about um, Tamatanga. I, you know, th- there, there, there are things going on. There are people out there that are next in line. There are people out there that can claim the throne. Right now, man, you got to knock the king off the hill, and Evil's got two titles. I think regardless of him being the, the double champion right now and him pretty much being at the top of the mountain in New Japan, I don't think even Evil is the best pick to be the leader of the Bullet Club. We talked about charisma. Mm-hmm. I think the one person that people are overlooking that should lead uh, the Bullet Club right now should be Tamatanga. He has the longest run in the stable. Mm-hmm. He's the most vocal. He knows how to use social media and knows how to get his his voice heard. That's the person that I would want leading the Bullet Club. You, now, Tom you left Tonga, something out. I, I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off. You left something out. Yeah, go ahead. What? He's over. He, and he's exactly. He is exactly over. He is over. You, you gotta yes. you, you gotta be the man to be the man. Look at all the other leaders of the stable. They have all been at one point or another in the discussion for best in the business. I have to agree with you. I don't necessarily know if I'm going to put, actually I can say it right here and now I am not going to put the stamp of one of the best wrestlers alive on evil. Mm-hmm. Mm. Right. Exactly. Evil. Cool. Evil one. Like you said, it was a dirty, a, a dirty finish, whatever. Now let's watch him defend it. Now let's watch him defend it. How long can he keep the title? But that is also a very true to form bullet club finish. We're going to get you. We're going to get you right. one way or the other by hook or by mm-hmm. crook. If it takes 10 of us, or if it takes one of us, the bullet club is going to come out on top. Right. 
So, you yep. know, I, I think, I think it was a good setting of a precedent. I, I, I feel, uh, I don't know, man, having, having both of those belts, including the heavyweight belt, just, just in my opinion, and the fact that, you know, he's a native to the country puts him slightly above Tonga, man. In, in my eyes, in my eyes. Okay. Okay. Well, we're going to have to wait and see. Cause even Tama Tonga put out a post with a picture of evil holding both belts mm-hmm. going, uh, is evil, uh, our new leader. So if Tom is questioning that, maybe that's where they're going. We'll have to see. But like yeah. you said, dissension within the ranks is always it always makes for good storylines as well. Yeah. Now, where's Jay White been? We haven't seen or heard from Jay White since before the pandemic. He could have some travel issues maybe. We'll <laughs> have to see what, ha- what happens with that now moving forward. So now that uh, New Japan Dominion is coming down right now from New Japan Road and also uh, Sengoku Lord, which is where he was going to have his first defense against Hiromu Tanahashi. Uh, at Sengoku Lord uh, eh, at the end of July. So now let's move on to the next event that happened uh, uh, just this week or yesterday, because we're recording this on Thursday. It was AW Fight for the Fallen. There were some ups and downs on this one, but let's let's try and breeze through this one pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, Cody versus Sonny Kiss for the TNT Championship. Great match. Do we agree? Yes. Yes. Okay. Sonny Kiss looks great in the match, but I want to talk about one thing. Who was in the crowd scouting in during this match? Tully Blanchard. The whole, the, yeah, Tully, and they kept Tully cutting in. to him the whole time. They kept, now, I've read reports and heard, and don't, who was, he, who was uh, Tully scouting last week at Fighter Fest during the eight-man tag? Oh, I don't even FDR. remember. Yep. Oh. I know where oh, you're going. Is, yes. is Tully trying to put together the four horsemen with Cody, Sean Spears, and FTR? I'm just going to put that out there and plant that seed and see if that's where maybe this is going. Because there's definitely some tension between Arn Anderson and Cody. You saw it last night when mm-hmm. Cody was facing Sonny Kiss. Arn was not happy with the way Cody was going about things. Now, would you guys want to see Cody, Sean Spears, FTR as the new four horsemen? It does a lot for Sean Spears. And to be perfectly honest, Cody has been left out of an awful lot of elite stuff lately now granted i know he's mm-hmm. the one carrying the title actually two of the other members are carrying a title too when they were in the stadium mm-hmm. stampede but yeah if you notice anytime there's a graphic up cody doesn't happen to be part of the elite that's a hot take my man right. i the way mm-hmm. i took it was that at the next pay-per-view or free preview or whatever it might be sean spears was going to load up that glove and take the tnt title but to a line that's a hot take right there, Bones. I wasn't even close yeah. on that. Wait, where, where are you coming in with this? I, I like the idea. I mean, you know what? Maybe not the horseman, but maybe something dangerous of an alliance. Okay. But not mind seeing a dangerous alliance for him. Mm-hmm. It gives you, you have Cody be that guy. And you know what the thing is? And I'm going to touch back on the arm thing. If you noticed there was a clip after Arn was like, we had a game plan. He was showboating. He wasn't doing the thing. He said, he should have beat Sonny Kiss in six minutes. Mm-hmm. Right. It took him longer because he didn't mm-hmm. follow the game plan. So now, and I'm starting to see, like you said, the little cracks and things. Now mm-hmm. he told him he's going to pick his open challenge opponent for him. And he's not even going to tell Cody who it is. Right. But by the so way, I real, like real quick how- shout out to the AEW people. Yeah. Uh, nobody else really realizes if, if you did catch last night, I, I don't want to say sloppy because that's bullshit. And I can't do half of what they do. 
Uh, those guys, everybody seems to forget, those guys are wrestling outside in Florida in July. Mm. They're yep. sweating yeah. before they even, and I don't even mean break a sweat. You, you could see last night there were a couple of spots that were missed because of um, moisture on the ropes or, or body sweat or mm-hmm. things like that. Those, 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 right. those athletes are going out there in 90-degree weather in 100% humidity outside and making this happen. So just want to send some love their way. No, totally agree. Definitely uh, all, all the credit in the world to all the performers there. Mm-hmm. But a uh, big shout out to Sonny Kiss. Sonny Kiss really yeah. showed – Yep. Uh, that, that he could be aggressive in the ring. He put on a great fight. There was a lot of near falls that I thought was going to be it, but Sonny Kiss kept kicking out, so really good for him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they, what they're going to do with him after this, if they're going to continue him with the Joey Janela storyline or if they're going to keep Sonny Kiss moving forward on a single star. That's It's, it's great stuff. Talk- the, with, the, with the Joey Janela, it's great stuff. Keep it going. It's, it's, it's excellent for yep. both of them. Yeah. Now, let's talk about a match we kind of uh, alluded to earlier in the show, FTR taking on the Lucha Brothers. Uh, somewhat of a dream match, so, some may say. Uh, what, Matt, let's go to you first. You're the AEW guy. What did you think about this match as a whole? Um, I, I know I just I keep coming off like all sunshine and happiness and lollipops and rainbows, but you've got four of the best tag team wrestlers in the world going off on each other. I like the fact that they showed up in FTR's truck. I like that they showed up mm-hmm. with the butcher and the blade. I think that's not cinematically, but I think storyline wise, they're knocking it out of the park. It's not just excellent athletes going in, cutting a promo about who gives a shit. There, there feels to be real stakes. And the thing I really dig is all of the cross storylines and threads that they're paying off, you know, you, you had Kenny come down at the end and offer the beer. And, and I, I looked at my wife and I go, Oh, how's this going to end? Cause we all know Kenny's not going to mm-hmm. drink. First of all, if Kenny was going to break his no drinking thing, it wouldn't be for Miller light. Um, right. You know, if he's not going to have a quick drink with his tag team partner, he's not going to have a quick drink with them. What did I think of the right. match itself? It was phenomenal, but I, I dare you to go ahead you know, just, just type in Lucha Bros and look at the first 15 matches that come up and tell me which one wasn't good. I'll wait. Right. Yeah. I agree. Wade, what about you, man? What are your thoughts? Maddie summed it up. It's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect, perfect, perfect. It is one of the yeah. dream matches that I didn't expect to see, but I'm so glad we got the part of. I want you to notice there was a little detail in that match that was very, very important. Notice how the how I almost called them that name how FTR won that match. They didn't win it clean. Dirty. Dirty, Dirty win. I know. Dirty win. Mm-hmm. Get those wheels turned again, and it falls back into what we just talked about with what's going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm liking it. Right. I'm liking it. Is that what the yeah. hmm was in our chat yesterday? I saw a random hmm from you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. That's <laughs> what it was for. <laughs> mm. Love it. <laughs> yep. Yep. Things can, no, I love I, it. Um, uh, yeah, but you're right. Matt, Matt, you summed it up perfectly, man. It's great storytelling. I do like the Butcher and the Blade being out there with the truck. Mm-hmm. I like how the Bucks came out and kind of helped them get the keys back. Did you notice, though, when the uh, when FTR was <laughs> got in the truck to go away? <laughs> the keys didn't start. work. <laughs> he <laughs> even puts his hands up in the front seat, man. That was fantastic. It's like, was cut, cut away. Is anybody in the production truck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So, all right, let's, let's move on now. Let's talk about two promos that we, uh, that we got last night. First, let's talk about Nyla Rose. She announced uh, last week at Fighter Fest Night 2 that she was going to 
for actors who are going to speak louder than words. Wait, 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 wait. You just did talk. it. You just did it. You said Fighter Fest Night it. 2. Fight. Well, yeah, I meant last week at Fighter oh, Fest Night Oh, I thought, oh yeah. I thought you were talking about so last you night's You can't compare promo. me to JR. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, you're, you're right. I can't. <laughs> so anyway, she already alluded to her as, uh, not to her, I'm sorry, alluded to all of us, the fans, that she's going to be having a manager. Yeah. And the, the payoff was, I thought was phenomenal. I think for someone like Nala Rose, she introduces her manager as Vicky Guerrero. Oh. Maddie, you said it offline, bro. Great move. Have Vicky Guerrero on TV. She's on TNT now. She's an on-screen character. Awesome spot for her. I'm glad Vicky, Vicky Guerrero is back in the wrestling business. Why or why not do you think Nala Rose is a good choice for her to manage or a bad choice for her to, to manage? Okay, good choice for her to manage because Nyla Rose is the beast. She, she really is. Mm-hmm. And, and for Vicky to have, um, you know, uh, I'm, really, I'm really comparing apples and oranges here, but it's like Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar. You know, if you're going to have a mouthpiece that's as good as Vicky, you got to put him with somebody who's willing to break some rules and break some legs. Why she's right. not a good fit? I think Nyla is one of the people that's between serviceable and good on the microphone in AEW. I think there's a couple other people that might hit that next tier or superstardom tier with a proper mouthpiece. I'm playing devil's advocate. I'm playing both sides of the fence. I think that there is zero wrong. There's nothing but W's across the board for having Vicky Guerrero there. You know, have, having her having her be the advocate or manager or whatever you want to call her for Nyla Rose is going to take Nyla Rose. Now, here's the thing. I'll be okay with it if they leave Nyla Rose out of the title picture and just have her be a badass bitch. My problem right. is that's, I don't like Nyla with the title. Yeah, that's not going to happen. I think they're going to continue a, a storyline with, with Nyla and Sheeta. Uh, doesn't mean that Nyla has to win the title. But I can see that being a few they're going to continue because that was Nyla's whole reason for having a manager because she wants to get back into the title picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, with, with the majority of the women's division kind of being out in injury right now, it makes sense for them to go back to the whole Nyla Rose feud. Uh, now, Wade, let's go on to you. Let's go on to the other promo from the night with uh, the GOAT, Chris Jericho. What did you think about his promo and how he talked about the ratings and how he calls himself the demo god now? Do you think this is a good new gimmick for him? I mean... Personally, I didn't like it. I don't like the whole talk about the ratings on the TV. I, Maddie and I spoke. Maddie didn't mind it so much. I, I don't like it. Wait, what are your, what is your take on this? I fell asleep. I didn't like it. <laughs> I fell asleep. <laughs> Thank it's you. The one, it's the one time Chris Jericho cut a promo that I didn't give a damn about. Like, bro, that's not what you're supposed to do. And I get you're doing it for cheap heat to get some attention. You don't have to do that. You're Chris Jericho. Just talk about how you're the greatest, how you're the champion, and you're the best without a title. Just do what you do. I don't care about the ratings. Ratings mean nothing to me if you put on quality entertainment. Do what you do, Chris. I don't right. care. If this demo guy thing becomes a shirt, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> that was my caveat, Wade. Yeah. I'm going to wait. If he pays off a new character, if because he's not wearing the belt and he might not wear the belt, if Le Champion moves to the wayside and he runs with this demo god for a few months, I, I'm not mad at it. 
if he if he set the wheels in motion for another reinvention of himself in the middle of this reinvention, I will give a passing grade to that promo. Right on. Well, hopefully there is some kind of payoff. Uh, I hope they just forget about it, forget that it ever happened this week, that promo. But let's move on to the main event of the night. We have John Moxley, the AEW champion, taking on the machine, Brian Cage. Uh, we, we all talked offline. Uh, Wade, let's go to you first, brother. What do you think about this main event? Uh, going in, I, I didn't really care. I still didn't care. I, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a big Brian Cage guy. I never have been. I didn't like the fact that he had the FCW title. He doesn't deserve that title. Honestly, I said this before and I'll say it again. He's not a credible man. Taz shouldn't be managing him. He should be managing somebody that should have been in it, signed AEW off the rip, and that's Jeff Cobb, but that's a whole other story for another time. Mm-hmm. I honestly didn't care about that at all. It was, it was all right. It was paint-by-numbers match to me. Love you. I love you, Wade. <laughs> Jeff, Cobb, Jeff Cobb is my dude. I, uh, I spent a good portion mm-hmm. of the other day laying in bed watching old Jeff Cobb matches. Right on. That's what Tash should be managing. Oh. Awesome. So, Maddie, now you had some thoughts about the finish of the match with Taz throwing in the towel, which I, I took it as they were really protecting Brian Cage from not tapping out or not taking a pin. Uh, what, what is your take now on Taz throwing in the towel to end off the match? Okay, I, I was of two minds about it. I like the fact that AEW is presenting themselves as a real sports-style entertainment business, and the throwing in the towel of a manager is a real sports thing. Uh, a way to keep everybody hot, I just didn't like it. It seemed very WWE to me. It seemed it seemed very easy way out. It seemed very nobody loses. Uh, what I had said offline, I don't think, I don't think Wade was with us at that point. Um, you know, have Cage get pissed off, pick up the FTW belt and smack Moxley in the head and take a DQ. I think it was a soft finish to what was built up to be two hard guys. I, yeah, not, not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, right now, the, the, they're portraying Taz and Cage as heels, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't you think that was kind of a heel move that Taz did? I mean, you, you didn't like it, you hate it, right? Taking shit. So maybe Taz is, Taz is going over as, as a really good heel manager, I guess. Hey. To help save his client. M- maybe. But you I, know what? It's going to continue the storyline. So now we have to see what happens with Mox and Cage going on to whatever the next event is that AEW puts on. You know? What is the payoff is the biggest thing? I don't know if I need to see it again. Okay. Interesting. So where does Mox to go after this then? I, I don't know. Um, oof, to be perfectly honest, I, I didn't be, because of not knowing and because of Renee Young and because of all that other stuff, I would not have been surprised if Mox had dropped the belt yesterday to Brian Cage for a, 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 an undiscernible amount of time. Um, mm-hmm. The fact that Mox retained, who the hell knows where he goes? I mean, look what they're doing with, uh, uh, with Cody. He's just literally running through the roster, making people look better. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I, I hate to say this, but unfortunately with no revenue, no travel and uh, a smaller roster due to the pandemic going on, I think less of Mox is more, um, you know, have him cut some promos, have, have somebody come out and jump him. Have, you know what, have have the whole dark order come after him again, not necessarily Brody Lee, but uh, as far as a legit contender, big name headlining championship match. 
I don't know yet. Mm. Now, if you want to talk about where Moxley goes next, if, if he doesn't continue a feud with Brian Cage, I think the payoff for him and Kenny Omega, the best time for that is now. I think now is the time to figure out who's going to take the tag titles off of Cage and Omega. Because mm-hmm. it might just be me, but I think Omega has kind of been foreshadowing a return of the cleaner. Oh, yeah. You know, which, which mm-hmm. was really his singles persona. So I feel like if that's what's coming back, now's the chance to have the payoff between Omega and Moxley for the AEW Championship. Now, that would be a storyline in the feud I would want to see. Uh, now, oh, go ahead. You have uh, another take on that, Matt? Yeah, no, no, absolutely. Uh, he teased it on being the elite a couple weeks ago. He had the broom, mm-hmm. pulled it out. Uh, he took yep. some cheap shots at the end of the match yesterday against Jurassic Express. But yeah, mm-hmm. he, he took some cheap shots at, at, at uh, Marco's stunt. Um, right. I I don't know if it's just me and my brain wanting it to be this way, but is his hair darker already too? Because remember, cleaner was dark hair. You know, I, I just dark and sil- dark and uh, silver. I just okay. I'm, I'm pretty excited about the cleaner. Like, yeah, when I say pretty excited. I mean like pure. Oh, there it is, thousand percent <laughs> mark out. And you know what? AEW needs that shot. If they're not going to get another big name signing they need Mm -hmm. to make a big time move and it'll shut up a lot of people one of the big knocks for aew has been um not treating the elite the way the elite should be treated apparently and i don't believe in that but i agree with the kenny omega situation if you've got arguably the Mm -hmm. best wrestler on the planet in your company why do you have him babysitting a tag team championship when, right. you know, and, and I mean, this could be the complete end of the elite. If you're talking about Cody opening up a stable or running a stable, being being the the Ric Flair, if you will, of the not horsemen, uh, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> have, have, right. Kenny, have Kenny busted up. And, and yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, I love the cleaner. Mm. I, I love these hot takes we come up with because then I always want to see if the hot takes get paid off and they actually happen. Yeah, but man, do we look smart when that happens? We should pay off more to do. right? Well, if you want to pay off something, Maddie, let's pay off this big announcement we said that we had today. Oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah, it's not the end of the show. Right? We're good. Yeah. Um, for everybody who's been listening and paying attention on social media and all that other stuff, um, Bones went out and got us a new logo. The new logo is great. We rebranded the name. So our big announcement is starting, I believe, next week, if not the week after, we are going to have a brand new show introduction theme and pacing and everything else. I think uh, new show open, right? Yeah, I like it. That was quite the announcement, but is that all? Oh, the reason that we're rewriting everything and redoing everything is on air we want to officially invite Brother Wade to be the third man full-time. Turn this into a real commentary booth. Wade, we would love to have you with us, brother. What do you say? <laughs> I'm in. Yes! Awesome. I'm in. We are, I'm in. We are the, the inaugural NNW six-man tag team champions. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, New Normal right. has a full-time third man. He might be number three, what I just said, but he is number one in your hearts. Wait, thank you for joining us all the time. You make this so much better. And the yes. women of wrestling need you. Woo! Yes, yes, they do. Yes. 
Awesome, Wade. Uh, Glad to have you on board, brother. Awesome. Glad to be here. Awesome, and we're we're so happy to have you on. So wait, I, I, I just got I got I got one more thing to pay off because we are changing yep. all that stuff. Everybody, thank you so much for following and listening. We are going to be recording on Thursdays and dropping our new episodes on Fridays. We were recording on Wednesdays and dropping episodes on Thursdays, and that really screwed us up because we were talking about things that might happen from NXT and might happen for eight. Now we're going to know what happens. We can talk about the week coming up. We can talk about what happened while it's fresh in our minds. So every Friday at 4 p.m., you guys can have that in your car for your ride home. 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, new episodes of New Normal Wrestling with me, Matty G, JC Bones, and of course, the newest member of the full-time team, Brother Wade. Uh, I love it. So, Brother Wade, since you are officially a member of NNW, let's get into a topic that is very near and dear to your heart, and that, of course, is women's wrestling. There have been some reports and rumors of an evolution to coming to the WWE Network on August 30th, a week after SummerSlam. It'll be a network special. Now, um, Wade, you and I were at the uh, the inaugural Evolution pay-per-view at Nassau Coliseum, got to witness some absolute greatness that day, and we were, we've been salivating for an Evolution 2 to happen. We heard rumors that Evolution was going to be retired, but it looks like there's talks of them potentially having a second one coming up. Uh, first of all, you, are you excited for an, an evolution too? Yes, yes, and no. Yes, because Ooh. we needed an evolution too. We clamored for it. You and I, and I know Maddie G's part of the part of the coalition, mm-hmm. have clamored for evolution to be a staple pay per view that we get at least once a year, maybe even right. twice sometimes. So why not have it? It's kind of, and the no part is kind of sucky because I'm selfish. I want to be there for it. I want to see the crowd. I want to see all of that. Okay. And you're doing it at this time. Mm-hmm. That's the no for me. Right. But overall, I guess I am excited for Evolution 2 if it comes to fruition. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing I didn't mention earlier when we're talking about New Japan is New Japan is also the first, I'm sorry, New Japan Dominion is the first wrestling event since the pandemic to actually have a live audience in attendance. They had one third capacity in attendance, you know? Um, so I'm, I'm hoping AEW, WWE, Impact start allowing people in. I mean, it depends on obviously things have been kind of up in arms in Florida. So I know they're kind of in a, in a holding pattern right now for where they're at, but I'm really hoping that things can change in the near future. So even if a, an, if a venue only allows a third capacity, just to have some actual fans in attendance, I think will help, uh, help create that vibe the way that you're looking for. Maybe we won't be there physically live in attendance, but even watching on the network to hear a live audience and actual fans, not just other superstars in the back or producers in the audience would definitely help change that. I, I totally feel where you're coming from, especially from us being there at the first evolution. Uh, I've been at a number of, of wrestling events over the years. We, we were at WrestleMania 35 in my life. I was at SummerSlam 97. I've been to some big events, mm-hmm. but I had the time of my life being at Evolution and that's what Coliseum a couple years ago. The vibe was just, something was different at that event. I wish I could put my <laughs> finger on it. You were all fearing for that, your lives because the building was going to collapse. All- <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> True that. Yeah, but that's a, that's another something. factor. 
Yeah, but there was something different about that, about the vibe being there live at Evolution, which makes me, again, clamor to be live at another one, too. But the big take out of this potential Evolution 2 is the talks about a particular person making their debut in WWE. Now, we talked about this, uh, good, bad, or indifferent. Uh, Wade, what are your thoughts about a potential debut from one Tessa Blanchard at Evolution 2? Wade just closed his eyes and put his head down. <laughs> do we do we do we have to do the new day stick again? No, 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 no. We're not gonna do that this time. We're gonna let it we're gonna let it run. We're gonna speak uh, as Fiend. Tessa is an amazing talent. And to have her go to WWE would be a huge thing for them. I would love to see her there as a talent. Barring all the nonsense. Mm-hmm. Do I want her there? It's okay. It's cool. If you sign her, you sign her. If you don't, you don't. Oh, well. I just want to see what you do with her. Are you going to automatically say, she's Tessa Blanchard. We're going to throw her in the title mix. She's Tessa right. Blanchard. We got to do something with her big. She has to feed with somebody huge off the rip. No. If you're going to have Tessa Blanchard debut, I say you have her face. And we've talked about this person maybe leaving at some point. You redo one of the best matches. And this is storytelling again from the Mae Young Classic Mm. part one Mm. in the first round, which could have been a finals match if you look at it. Mm -hmm. Kyrie Zane versus Tessa Blanchard at Evolution 2. That is the match that you establish Tessa as a dominant talent, and you want her to show off. That's who you have her go off against, if you're going to use her. I mean, running's great. Her making an appearance is great, because honestly, I felt at some point the only reason we got Evolution because of Ronda Rousey. This shows we don't need Ronda Rousey. Right. Now, with that being said, if, if Tessa's going to have a match at Evolution, she'll have to probably make her debut weeks prior to that. No, she doesn't. I disagree. Mm-hmm. So I disagree. just have Kyrie Sane versus her to, to be announced? Okay, and do vignettes. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. Have little diamonds show up. Have her come in, come in and say... You, but doesn't she actually have, have, have to do vignettes and send them in? Ah. Ooh. Oh. Oh, oh, you win I take bones. I take bones. Oh, fuck. I mean, well, you you know, Vince McMahon and um, the impact management are two totally different people. Vince Vince tells you to do something. You don't do it. Your ass is fired. And you fire. don't do it. Well, yeah, right. you, you, <laughs> Vince McMahon's also going to fly a camera and a producer out to her. Not exactly, expect her to right. cell phone some shit in. Exactly. Right. Oh, we're going to send somebody out there. Don't worry. There you Here, go. Here's my question. It's the problem that everybody in WWE runs into. Tessa's a great wrestler. WWE doesn't give a shit about great wrestlers. What is WWE going to do with Tessa Blanchard? Who, who is she going to be? What's her, who's her character? But, but not only what's her character, but she's already held a major, quote-unquote, men's title. Mm-hmm. She's been in intergender matches. She was in a great and awkward... Uh, feud with Sammy Callahan. 
you know what what's she what's she gonna do is she just is she gonna roll over i'm, I'm gonna use her name because she's not there anymore is she just gonna keep rolling over sarah logan's is mm-hmm. she gonna be a champion immediately what's mm-hmm. her purpose she's gonna be a champion immediately i i you know what like i said who what famous family is she a part of I have, no I, I have no clue i have no clue no, no, I know. I'm kidding, brother. I'm kidding. I know. She's oh. a part of a famous family. Are you going to have... Who's her dad? Who, who's her... What What group was her dad part of? Yeah, see? The that's, Four Horsemen. That's what I was just... Yeah, yeah. Who... Magnum T.A. wasn't in The Horsemen. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh. He got his ass kicked by The Horsemen a lot, yeah, but he was... Yep. Quite so you, a bit. You think she'll start up either a singles or a stable hunt against the quote-unquote Four Horsewomen, or you think she's going to join start, up? Start a hunt. Yeah, start picking them Take off. Them down. Start picking. And I mean picking. And the, the best way to do it, Charlotte's not your main uh, get. That's what I was... Charlotte's not your main get. You can have that match. Don't get me wrong. If, and I'm saying if, the man returns, that's your payoff. And you give me Tessa versus Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. Wait, I just got goosebumpy, my man. I am I like not that. even kidding. I like that. I am not even kidding. I am not. Yeah. I got to tell you, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who I'd pull for. Becky Lynch. Fuck all that. <laughs> Becky, of course. Becky. Becky, Becky. Hands down. Becky, hands down, Becky. What, you She's mean a mom. woman, the woman that gave up the mountaintop to squeeze out a kid? Ugh. Um, uh, <laughs> Tess is going to bring that up. Tess is going to bring that up. And oh, that's fun. Becky's, that's fodder Becky's going to track. Becky's gonna trash mm-hmm. her, but we can all blame Seth Rollins for this. That, Seth that, Rollins all the Messiah's fault. It's all from the Messiah's fault. Can we just blame Seth Rollins for almost everything? Yeah, pretty much. Exactly. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, like, 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 God, man, raccoons got into my garbage. Fucking Seth Rollins. Fucking yeah. Seth Rollins. <laughs> Damn, buckle bomb ruins everything. Seriously, oh, what the fuck is with Seth Rollins? Oh, that's that's our oh, new man. hashtag. FSR. awesome well listen those are definitely some great hot takes i do like the way that that story could develop if evolution happens if tessa comes with wwe this is all hearsay this is all fantasy right now until we get more word from vince and uh the, the the big machine as it is but we do have two things coming up this weekend uh, we got Impact Slammiversary, and yes. we have the horror show at Extreme Rules. What? Let's do a quick rundown. Oh, what? What? Who? What? Let's do a quick rundown of Impact Slammiversary. Let's talk about our thoughts for some of the big surprises that we're going to see at Impact. Wade, do us a favor. Run down the card real quick, please, for Impact Slammiversary 2020. Alrighty, We have moose versus tommy dreamer in an old school rules match for the unsanctioned tna world heavyweight championship we have the north versus ken shamrock and sammy callahan (laughs) (laughs) for the tag team championship we have a gauntlet for the gold match which features pretty much every knockout in the division alicia edwards (laughs) and and half the announcing team and how you have the yes exactly (laughs) Kiara Hogan, Kimberly, Kylie Ray, Nevaeh, Madison Rain, Rosemary, Susie, Tasha Steeles, and Taya Valkyrie. Then we have Willie Mack versus Chris Bay for the Impact X Division Championship. That's we have a great match. Yeah. Jordan Grace versus Deanna mm-hmm. Peraza, which I feel is going to be the show steer of the night. And we have just recently announced the Rascals versus To Be Determined in an open challenge match. Love it. 
And we have closing a fatal four-way for the vacant Impact World Championship between Ace Austin, Eddie Edwards, Trey from the Rascals, and to be determined. Ooh, mystery opponent. Vacant. So, Call so, Scooby-Doo, we got a mystery. So this is where we're going to go with this now. You know, mm-hmm. we're not going to talk about our predictions for the matches because I think the biggest thing right now with Slammiversary is who is going to make their debut who? or return to Impact. We have a lot of to be. We have the uh, Fatal Four Way, which has an open slot. Mm-hmm. We have the wrestles with with uh, an open challenge with it to be determined. Which they means have I'm been right. Showing us, they have been showing us vignettes week after week since April about potential comebacks of the likes of Gallows and Anderson, EC3, Eric Young. They have. Teased about Rusev, the Canellis is coming back, Kurt Hawkins. They um, they even show Gal Kim in a couple of those vignettes. So who, 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 who is going to show up at Slammiversary this week? Wade, you have taken some notes. So please open up the notebook and let us know your take. All right. My hot take. Listen, we are going to start. As soon as the Rascals Open Challenge came up and it popped up with everything, I instantly went through my TNA tag team rosters and thought about who could you possibly have going up against the Rascals? And the automatic choices were, I, I thought of you guys, the Good Brothers, mm-hmm. automatically. Sex Ferguson, baby. Course, automatically off the rip. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm wearing my Sex Ferguson shirt. <laughs> automatically mm-hmm. off the rip. One of the tag teams right. I thought of. Mm-hmm. But then you said, <clears throat> you said it making returns and i have a list of tag teams i feel may be going up and i'm gonna run through them i'm not just gonna i'm not just gonna be like oh think about it okay. think about it i'm gonna run through them my dream pick and number one pick motor city machine guns off the rip mm-hmm. how much how, how much of a banger would that matter? yep team yeah. canada you already have pd williams there bring and eric young's been hinted at bring back team canada love it la OG LAX because you have Hernandez there. Homicide could easily bring Homicide back, right? <clears throat> the Good Brothers, the Awakening, the new tag team, the Awakening, which they used to be the um, Ascension. They're not. Ah, uh, okay. Rhino and, and Heath Miller Slater because they have been. Remember, there were conversations with Rhino on the phone with somebody talking about, "Yeah, I know you've got kids, but you know, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with this." Yeah, and they also showed Heath Slater in the very first uh, teaser video for Slammiversary. Now, keep that mm-hmm. in mind. They they also showed Drake Maverick. So, right. Star so we're still on the contract. Yeah. 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 So, so yeah. I have, uh, you know, Mr. Uh, Long Island himself, Matt Cardona, with his uh, good mm-hmm. buddy, uh, Myers, Brian Myers. Okay. They could be an interesting tag team to bring in. Oh, on Zach. the reunion front. America's Most Wanted, one of the most decorated tag teams within TNA history. Give me some James Storm. Yeah. And, and his old mm. partner. I forgot. I called him Braden Walker because oh, hey. oh, Chris Harris. Give me them. Okay. Mm. Right. I'm even going to say, you know what, since uh, cancel culture is kind of in the back loop now, right. when I have RVD, give, them, give the Rascals a dream match they wanted, have RVD and Sabu team up to take on the rascals just for the just for okay so, so that's 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 okay. a one-off that you're you're really busting up the nwa roster there too a lot of your a lot of your picks yeah. are cherry picking billy's talent oh yeah yep. of course of course i i have another team i could uh cherry pick from them too um 
I know it's kind of weird. I'm going to throw this out there. What about the British invasion? Doug Williams and Magnus. That's uh, a reach. And that's a reach. Ooh, that's a reach. Oh, no, that's carrying, a reach. He's carrying Charlotte still. You know, yeah. no, know. Matter, no matter what happens. I, I mean, I guess if you're going to talk about a one-off, you know, if you're not going to talk about a signing, you know, to make a splash for their big pay-per-view. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you want to make a splash? Im- Impact's known for controversy. Enzo and Cass. That's my list of teams. Wow. That's controversy. Ooh, wow. Um, I, I have no updates on Kaz. Last I heard, no. um, last I heard things personally were not going well. And I believe he was in recovery. Do you, do you have news yeah, on that? He, I think he's in recovery. Enzo's been kind of radio silent lately. Enzo's and been so training. Has- Enzo's been training, training mm-hmm. guys. Um, a couple, a couple of my 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 buddies from D two W have been posting photos of training days, uh, with Enzo in in small groups. So yeah, oh yeah, him and Casey Navarro. Yeah, they've yeah. been training a lot too. So yeah, mm-hmm. why wow. not? Wow, talk. How how dope would that be if Enzo and Cass come up as the, by far the hottest tag team ever to leave NXT and make mm-hmm. the splash onto the main roster? Then their appearance at the G1 Supercard, then an appearance at Slammiversary, that would be dope. Right. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. big. I'm that telling you, that's, that's a huge look. Yeah. And now NZO and Cass XL. Is that what yes. they're still going by? Yeah. That's what they're going by. Now, my, great takes. Wow. Uh, I think every one of those teams would, would, would pop, would, would, would make a crowd if they were in attendance pop. Now, I, I'm. I'm leaning a little bit differently. I don't think that it'll be the Good Brothers because if you notice on all these vignettes, it started off with one man sitting at the chair with a hood on and there was one mug mm-hmm. that kept mm-hmm. being put down or being lifted off the table, right? Mm-hmm. As, the vid- as the vignettes went on, uh, then it became three mugs, okay? Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. means that this person is not coming alone. So I could see, I'm just going to put it out there, EC3 making an appearance in this main event in the Fatal 4-Way with Gallows and Anderson, the three of them be a team of some sorts in impact. Mm. So that's what I see. Good brothers with EC3. Because, you know, with Drake Maverick or Rockstar Spudding coming back, EC3's not going to have a little buddy, so give him two good brothers in place of of his buddy, Rockstar Spud. Now, Wade, do you have any takes on who this mystery opponent's going to be for the Fatal 4-Way if it's not EC3? Yes, it's going to put a kibosh in our idea. What if Impact swerved us? I want you to think about this. What if Impact swerved us? Wow. Impact is the fourth person. He shows up with the belt in oh hand. Oh, my God. Well, I no, because they, the, they have the belt, don't they? They have it. but How they hard is say, it to send a belt from belt. AB and then have right. her show up? Or what if exactly. she's already here? What if she got here? You know, I, I, I follow her on Instagram. I haven't seen an awful lot of photos of her and Daga or her at home training. And even if so, mm-hmm. I mean, stuff, man, dude, I, I don't put out the posts for our stuff at that moment. I set that shit up before. Mm-hmm. You're right. If You're right. that swerve happens, mm-hmm. that, that, would be the best, um, that would be the best possible outcome, I, I think. Yeah. It would, it would be, in my opinion, uh, right up there with the gobbledygooker. I mean, no, um, <laughs> well, no, I mean, you, you got to figure, wow. can, can you think, except for maybe the countdown with the Y2J, uh, uh, jumping ship to WWE with, with the, with the exception of that, can you think of a bigger, uh, reappearance 
Right. Mm, no. That, that would be big. Luger in the white shirt. You never know. <laughs> oh, you know what? You know what? I think you're right. Yes. I think I yes. think if Impact got us all to believe that Tess is difficult and doesn't mm-hmm. play by the rules and they let her go right before her contract, I mean, there's an awful lot of things that you – know, Wow, wait, that was never even on my radar. You just yeah. blew my mind. It could well, be. I'm telling you, Tessa Blanchard. That could be might, a big friggin' big swerve. I, that could be a I, huge swerve to everybody. I don't see her yeah. fitting in well anywhere else. I don't see mm-hmm. Tessa being Tessa yeah. in WWE at all. Uh, mm-hmm. AEW has openly stated they don't want that amount of controversy. She's not going mm-hmm. to Ring of Honor. They don't even have fucking television. Uh, right. or, a, or a women's division. Yeah. True. No, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. No. no right. I, you're, I mean, I mean, they do have a women's division, but they don't. They're yeah, women's. Right. It's it's nice that AEW is not number four. Um, yeah. Nice. Oh, wow. Wait. Wow. You just you just fucked my whole weekend. <laughs> Welcome to the wow. show, pal. Right. I cannot wait for Saturday. Uh, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a great great night, and I think this is going to be a do or die moment for Impact. Uh, as Maddie said, Ring of Honor is not producing content. We're talking about NWA not producing content. Impact already lost Joey Ryan, Mike Elgin, Tessa Blanchard, potentially. This mm-hmm. is a time where they need to put on the biggest show of Impact's history. Yeah. And uh, this is where they really have to do the, do a lot with Summerverse and make this the biggest event of the year that they've ever had in terms of their debuts or returns. So it's going to be a big night. Looking forward to it. Going to be hanging out with Maddie. Going to have some pizza. Going to be saying hello to RVD and Matt Riddle. Watching some Slammiversary with our good good brother Wade. It's going to be fun times. You I'm going to be having some free to? pizza. Free, yes, I still owe you one from what was that, Money in the Bank? Yeah, man. Free yep. pizza. So let's talk about uh, another big, big event going on this weekend. We have the horror show. Ooh. I got scared for a second, guys. The horror show at Extreme <laughs> Rules. <laughs> um, it, it, it's not a very long card. It's six matches. I think I, I like it. It's nice and compact. We're going to have Apollo Crews versus MVP, depending on the United States Championship. Uh, I love that MVP has uh, the new title and Apollo still has the old title. I like where this is going. We have Braun Strowman taking on Bray Wyatt in a Wyatt Swamp fight, which is not for the Universal Championship. Uh, I hope it's it's going to be a fun cinematic match. But also, it's the Eater of Worlds Bray Wyatt. It's not The Fiend. Right. It's not Mr. Rogers Bray Wyatt. Um, no, it's Max quick, Katie. My, 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 hot, my hot take on, on the Bray Wyatt character right now, I think the Bray Wyatt character now can be this era's new faces of Foley. Yeah, yeah, I was just, I, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely, thousand percent. Right? You never know. So who. I, uh, yeah, I think I, if the title's on the line, Bray Wyatt needs to win this match to get him over at one of those top stars uh, and have him go through with his whole faces of Foley, faces of Wyatt thing. I love what they're doing with Bray Wyatt. I hate Braun Strowman as the champion. Uh, then we have the SmackDown Women's Championship: Nikki Cross taking on Bailey. Yeah, match of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, was kidding, I'm, I'm kidding, dude. I'm kidding. Don't you disrespect Bailey? She's had a great right. title run. I told you this. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Takes two to tango, baby. About, to- but then, then we have the Raw Women's Championship. Another. This is going to be a great women's yeah. match this weekend. Match, match Sasha of the night. Banks taking on Oscar. Match of the, the match of the night. 
Um, real hot take. I think Sasha could win this one and leave with the Raw Women's Championship. That would start the feud that splits up the tag team champions. If they're both mm-hmm. two belt champions, this is where it goes because then it's no longer the Bailey show with Sasha. And you two know. woman pa- two woman power trip. Yep. Mm. Just saying, two woman power trip. Uh, then we have the eye for an eye match. Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins. And beyond popular belief, this is nothing new. An eye for an eye match has been a thing before. Earlier this year, maybe it was last year, with John Moxley and Chris Jericho on AEW. Mm-hmm. So the eye for an eye match has been done before. Um, Correct. But it's funny how the caveat is the match can only be won when one competitor extracts an eye uh, of their opponent. The, are we going to see some CGI in a wrestling match for the first time ever? That's been confirmed. Really? It's been confirmed. So th- this is going to go one of two ways. Either Seth's going to lose and Seth's going to have an eye patch moving forward, or this is how they're going to write Rey Mysterio off TV. We talked about Rey Mysterio's contract. Uh, Maddie, what, what's your take on this? Uh, they, they don't necessarily have to do that. Ray, Ray has already had the mesh patch over one of the eyes in his mask. I think that's an easy way to move forward, especially if he's going to be on a legend schedule, you know, until his son mm-hmm. gets over. Um, right. Unless they're going to write Seth off TV for the birth of his child, which has got to be nowhere near, right? We're only, we're only like two or three months, not even, we're two months into the, yeah. the announcement. I think we still have some time before she's even uh, getting ready to go into labor and give birth. So I don't think, I think it's yeah, too like soon seven to write months. Seth off TV. Like December. Uh, yeah. This is, she's doing December. Yeah. Like, um, yeah I, I end think, of the year. I, I think mm-hmm. the only way to go about this, because for, first of all, I mean, hey, look at PCO. You can wrestle with one eye, but. Um, True. <laughs> but but True. Seth Rollins in literally the prime of his life at the top of the mm-hmm. mountain, you know, he doesn't, Seth's another guy, doesn't need a championship. I hate the Monday Messiah, but I hate it in mm-hmm. the way that you're supposed to hate a heel. Mm-hmm. I, right. I, I think Seth is doing incredible work. His, his thousand yard stares, his new music, his, his preachiness, everything is great. I think putting an mm-hmm. eye patch on a guy that talented, that is a hybrid entertainer is a miss where they can just easily put the mesh right over Ray's eye in his match. And he can continue to do that. They can do what they used to do. Uh, I mean, I'm going way back. Remember the model, Rick Martel. Um, he sprayed with, Jake the snake match and eyes. Jake the snake with the perfume. Yes. And, and they put the white out contact lens in, you know, that's, that's yes. something you can do for Ray when he's cutting promos and then have a fake mm-hmm. eye patch on his mask. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, so uh, I think this is going to be a really good match. It's going to be interesting to see how CGI is used. Uh, this is going to be a fun match. And also the main event is going to be Drew McIntyre, our WWE champion, taking on Dolph Ziggler. The best guy in the company. There you go. With a stipulation to be determined that Dolph Ziggler is going to a point. Here's my hot take. Dolph Ziggler has pointed out a lot in his promos over the past few weeks about how Drew is going to claymore him in the face. I know you're going to claymore me in the head. You're going to claymore me this. What if the stipulation is Ziggler bans the claymore kick from the match and takes away Drew's finishing move? I like it because in this week's promo, Drew has talked about hurting and beating and pounding on him, not just a Mm -hmm. one-and-done explosive move. Uh, If that's what comes up, I, I have to admit they haven't really hooked me with the build for this match. I'm excited because right. nobody works like Dolph, and I actually kind of like Drew as the champion. So I'm excited mm-hmm. for it based on the fact that it's two wrestlers I enjoy watching. Outside of that, yep. I couldn't give a shit. 
I like the storyline of taking the most devastating move mm. to come out of Scotland off the table and having it turn into a brawl. Ziggler sells, Ziggler sells, Ziggler sells. Let him get mm-hmm. his ass handed to him. Agreed. Wade, your final take on that before we call it a day. I'm, I'm going to say, you know what? We're eliminating the Claymore. Have Drew compete in a match he's never competed in on a solo effort. I'm calling it now. What's a match Dolph is known for that he's spectacular at? And he's pretty much everything. One of the matches he's most well-known for is a ladder match. We've the never seen match. Drew McIntyre compete in a ladder match for a title. One-on-one. You see him do a mm-hmm. Money in the Bank multiple times. Mm-hmm. But one-on-one, you eliminate the claim one. You got to climb wow. the ladder to beat me. That's, right. that's, that's an interesting story with their body types, too, you know? Yeah, very. Uh, I think either way, Ziggler, Ziggler's obviously going to pick the stipulation that's going to benefit him in this match. And I think both of those options are really good options and interesting options. So, with that being said, there is a lot of shit happening in wrestling right now. Uh, a lot of fun. Looking forward to this weekend. So, before we make this too long of a show... Way, fans, way too late for that. Way too late for that. That's going to be our thing every week, though. But, fam, thank you so much for tuning in to episode 14 of the New Normal Wrestling Podcast. I'm JC Bones. He's DJ Matty G. He's Wade Ilson, our third man in the booth. Yeah, Wade! Check him out on the Big Heck and Wade Adventures. Find all of us right here at the Fourth Wall Pop Network. Check us out on Twitter at Fourth Wall Pop, F-O-U-R-T-H-W-A-L-L-Pop. Check us out on Instagram, Fourth Wall Pop Network. And as the cleaner Kenny Omega would say, goodbye, mwah, and good night, bang.